It's your girl, Oatmeal Brown, and I'm out the box. And I'm out the box again today. I got a very, very special guest with me today. We're going to get into a big, huge topic of discussion that you'll definitely be enlightened on, be informed, and give you an out-the-box perspective. So, without further ado, I want to introduce to you Maurice West. He is the Dean of Men, and he manages the Corporate and External Affairs at Paul Quinn, which is a historically black college and university right here in Dallas. And I also want to add that he's a member of Kappa Alpha Psi. You know that fraternity that Lil Boosie had on the shirt? That's the... (laughs) That's his fraternity. Maurice, what's going on? Thank you for being a guest today. Good evening, Miss Brown. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this amazing show. The reach and impact that you have is amazing, and so thank you for that. With the exception of Bootsy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Bootsy Bootsy did something that uh, caused a a, a, a kind of a worldwide uh, uproar. So, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, that's outside of the um, fraternity and sorority world may not quite understand uh, what happened and and why uh, he, he shouldn't have had that T-shirt on. True. So, you know, we're going to discuss today's topic and we'll be able to touch on that and enlighten the listeners and, and give them a little background on, you know, why it wasn't cool for him to have that t-shirt on. Gotcha. So today's topic is the origin and founding principles of the black Greek fraternities and sororities. Um, a lot of people may not know uh, why we exist. Uh, there's so many stereotypical things that are thrown out there. Um, just amongst the masses and I don't really see um, heavily at all the true meaning and the foundational principles being spoken of why we exist. So if you could just enlighten the people a little bit on our founding principles and the origins of black fraternities and sororities. I can't. And I do, again, I I welcome the opportunity to do it. Um, These organizations and their their true historical origin deals back to, again, secret societies, skull and bones and all the like in other institutions back in the early 1900s that while they existed for their personal and private engagement and interaction did not interest have an interest in or did not invite members of color on any level to participate in such and again we know that there was a lot of post-slavery racism and also tension that existed but these individuals were interested in attending college succeeding in life and also subsequently having their place in society and so, well, we could not join their organizations and affiliate 
some individuals, and again, the number of them that date back to the Boule and many others, Sigma Pi Phi in 1904 was one of the first, decided to create their own. And in it, it was done with a couple of things that in mind that were a little different. First, it was about social. It was about those individuals who were on predominantly white campuses or HBCUs to come together, fellowship, engage, and interact. But they also wanted to do something that was impactful and service-oriented in the communities and on the college campuses. And I dare say that uh, well over 100 years plus for a number of these organizations uh, is still continuing. What has to be promoted and also uh, provided for all is a lot more of the marketing and the synergy related to how it's being done, whether it is, again, scholarship, whether it is community service, or even education and information. We are in a different date and time where the need is greater, the the reach is greater, and so we have to be engaged with uh, the civic engagement component of it, not just to ask people to go uh, cash your vote or even have a voter's registration card, but we need to be on boards and commissions. We need to be active and engaged in the political process. We need to have more people who are passionate and driven to make a change. And again, sitting at those settings and those sessions where this occurs, that's our goal and mission in a summative of why we exist and still do the work that we do. And a lot of organizations are still doing it even today. Indeed service, um, being active in the community and in the world in a positive light, um, making, Absolutely. doing, um, committing ourselves to that. Um, you don't have to be in an organization to commit yourself to that, but these are the founding principles of the organization. Yeah. Each and, you're and right. every one of you them. Don't, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you don't have to be a member. But what what is unique? And you kind of, I got excited when you said it because I'm I'm I made membership in Kappa Alpha Psi in 1988. So 31 years in, the reason I became a member or the reason I sought membership is because of service. I saw that I could collectively give service with a group of people who might think like me or at least have a desire to do something for someone that couldn't do it for themselves. So that's my passion and that's the drive even today. The social is phenomenal, but the service, I get really excited about the service. Definitely. You know, we we are in a lot of different places and uh, especially when you get older and it's, it's more... Not that it's not more about community service when you're younger. It's just the service may change. You know, once you get out into the world and you're um, actively involved and you're a change agent um, and you are a gap bridger, you know, people come from all different types of environments and backgrounds and we're all together, you know, for a common goal and cause and work. And what is what is the saying? The saying is, you know, the power is in the people, not not the person in power and numbers, numbers, powerful impact and numbers. And so I think that the um, positive light doesn't shine as bright as it should and it gets kind of um, hidden by 
all the other stuff that that's going on in the world you know just people may say oh you know these people are are gangs you know they're organized gangs or they uh they're paying for brother and sisterhood or for friends like i've seen all these different comments and you know get got a little did a little research just to hear um what others may think even adults because they feel like you know we're very secretive so what do you what do you have to say about that do you think that we're secretive Oh, very much so. I think we are a secret society. Mm -hmm. Now, we are a secret society where the membership have certain things, certain policies, certain rules, and certain traditions that we should maintain and preserve. But what we have failed to do, in my personal opinion, we have not made it inviting and engaging enough for those who... Uh, we're on college campuses where membership may have been on or off, may have not had an established chapter, but more so so that those in corporate communities, those that have the uh, ability to influence and assist with change. Because in, in 2020, let's be honest, again, if we're going to peel back the layers and the pink elephant in the room, mm-hmm. it's not just us having membership that gets active and involved in certain things. We need foundations, we need corporations and businesses to believe in and support us so that those membership roles are increased with people who can affect some positive change. Mm-hmm. We, if you go back through the annals of history, look at any members of our organizations and whether it is John Lewis and Phi Beta Sigma, Martin Luther King and Alpha Phi Alpha, uh, Bernard Harris and John Singleton and Kappa Alpha Psi and others, they were people who were driven to do something different, special and meaningful with the society, the world we live in as the priority. And while we have those who do it now, most members, undergraduate and alumni based are doing it as you described a second ago. They're checking the box. I like it. I'm a member. Not to say that it's a bad thing, but you should say that I'm doing something that is going to help me make the world we live in a little bit better. We always ask people, do something today for someone that can never pay you back or do something for your future self that you'll really be thankful for. That's the way we should live. And again, whether it's in our church, in our community, in the organization we affiliate ourselves with, we're giving time, talent, and treasure. How about we make it more meaningful and the membership roles are will swell because of that. Plus, lastly, we're competing with other organizations that have a similar goal and interest. And we also are sometimes demanding of them a little bit more than some might feel is appropriate. Again, when you talk about um, membership on the local level, regional and national level, there are costs involved. There's expenses that are incurred for you to maintain active and meaningful membership. It costs. And so when the costs swell, sometimes people have to make a a value decision, my family or this organization. Mm I don't, I don't, I don't say anything negative to the individual who has to make a priority on their family because they should. But we also ask them to make a commitment to the organization that allows them to have a place where they can share, show, and also have an impact in society. Because at some point, it may impact your family. It could impact your community. And we call upon them when we need them most. But sometimes you're disconnected, and you don't want to feel like you're disconnected doesn't afford you the privilege that you're seeking. Mm-hmm. So on the level of 
the disconnect and uh, the brother and sisterhood. So it should be a brother and sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Should be a sisterhood. Um, if you're in a sorority, you should be sisters. Now that bond has to be made. Now we're, you know, we, we're going to talk reality. You know, we're not just going to talk um, no. what it, what we have on paper and what it should be, but then there's reality. There's reality and, and where we're not always the greatest examples because you're we're in organizations and we're fighting each other, you know, or we are not showing sisterly or brotherly behaviors towards one another, you know, knocking each other down, not building each other up when you're in these organizations and in our society, that is a strong piece of it. You know, how do we get back to the true sisterhood and the true brotherhood, not just displaying it, uh, you know, at our homecomings or in pictures when we're at events, but actually being that and, and building one another up. Because when it's not there, sometimes people can see. Because everybody's not valuing it as they should, you know, from from what our, you know, our ancestors and our founding founders built the foundation on. I would dare say you're you're spot on, you're you know, absolutely correct in that. But I don't think that any of the organizations ever had a perfect blueprint mm-hmm. or a perfect process to what they were working to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were young. These were 18 and 19 year old college students and they were on college campuses trying to figure out life. And in the figuring out of life, they probably made a lot of mistakes mm-hmm. and they also made some decisions that while we're proud of them for forming and formulating a vision and putting it into an incorporated organization, there were also some challenges. I'm sure that they agreed and disagreed. Oh yeah. Uh, I won't. I won't cite the organizations, but they, we know there's we, uh, we know two yes. organizations <laughs> that one started out affiliated, and there were some differences, and so another was formed. Right. Right. And and again, not that that's a bad thing, but there were some values and some decisions between the two of them that did not align. Mm-hmm. Not that they were negative because there's a sisterhood and there's a respect among those organizations, sisterhood and brotherhood, that people still respect and appreciate. And there's a whimsical kind of a laugh about it that everyone talks about on the fraternity sorority side. But I dare say this, we have to, again, find our way to what matters most. Mm-hmm. We have to align ourselves with uh, ethical standards, scholastic achievement, professional goals and purposes, and then educate and inform the community on why we exist and what we can provide and make a value decision on, and I say this sarcastically, again, it's a fun radio show, but it's informative. We have to go hard in the paint to make those things a reality. We We have to make sure that just the same conversation about historically black colleges and universities and their relevance, Greek letter organizations and their relevance 
is important. We are the only ones that really push and promote our alumni chapters having a presence in the community. Our counterparts of Anglo, sometimes Latin and other descent and multicultural, they're undergraduate based. Mm -hmm. Once they finish at the undergraduate level, they're like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm out. I, you know, I see you at homecoming, like you said. I see you at this setting, that setting. But when it comes to community, it's very rare. They get involved with community and all the like. So if we're going to do it, let's do it well. Let's do it with a commitment of excellence because our children are counting on it. Our seniors are counting on it. Our, I mean, the community as a whole, they're looking for us to be those difference makers. And, and we do. We just need those who are not connected, not affiliated, some mitigating circumstance. If you get one hour a month, it's meaningful. If you attend one project a month, if you give $5 toward a scholarship, you will feel better, but your programs and your organization will be much more benefited because of your philanthropic and your social engagement. And listen, that's that's what you, you know, that's what you pledged and were committed to doing. If you're if you are focused on the right things, uh, why you became a part or, you know, you you accepted the the invitation or however it happened. Everybody became a part of organize organizations for different reasons. You know, everybody did not become a part of an organization for the same reasons you know some of them you know we, we're gonna take you know back in the day you know when they were founded it was a little different than once when we came along uh there was the you know the the party life the the identity for some that came along with it and the um i guess i would say maybe the popularity so there is a mixture of, or you saw it on your campus and you were like, hey, I want to be a part of that. I'm just throwing all these things out there because these are, these things happen. You oh, know, it's like with anything else, you know, it happens. People join for different reasons. I, so, was, um, I was sharing with, and part of my, again, my role on campus in working with our young men is to give them reason to not just enroll in college, but to stick, stay, find their destiny. I mean, find their purpose and pursue their destiny and then graduate. But I was sharing with uh, one of my colleagues here on campus how I attended as a 17 year old, my first Greek show. Mm -hmm. Just stumbled on the campus to go visit my sister. And while I knew about organizations, I didn't know the deep breadth of it and the history. I mean, historical relevance. Mm -hmm. And when I went to this Greek show and I saw the different things going on and I saw what they were doing, the social intoxicates you. It catches you. Mm -hmm. It's learning a little bit more about what we do, how we do it, and why we do it as an organization affiliated to a college. Because again, it's always about scholastic achievement, academic excellence, ethical standards, promoting unity and friendship, and addressing the concerns of male and female students as all as well as community uh, affiliated citizens mm -hmm. that's the other side that we have to really do like when you go to a job you have to do a lot more onboarding and kind of share that perspective on things because mm -hmm. uh, you said it a couple of times you know you go to homecoming you go to uh 
fraternity, sorority parties, or social events. Oh, we love to look good, show up, have the gear, whatever the like. That's the time to celebrate the service and the work you do. Right. Because then people can affiliate you with that thing or that greatness. I lead, I'm a national committee chairman in Kappa, and I lead a project called Kappa Camp. And Kappa Camp brings 150 young men from across the country to Dallas, to Paul Quinn College, for us to pour into, mentor, and engage them in college readiness, business, and STEM-related programming so that we can expose them to college early enough to get them excited about it, learn how to figure out what they want to do, and ultimately make the choices of some of the institutions that we think would be the best fits, financially beneficial, and all the like. And it's one of the most meaningful projects I've ever gotten myself into, and I stumbled into it. Mm-hmm. But but I say I celebrated with the service that I render so that when I go to a social event or when I'm out doing something that is uh, the fun, meaningful, I feel much better because of it because I'm connected to trying to do something for the greater good. Right. Now, you're a Grambling, you're a Grambling State alum. Yes. Right? Proud Grambling State alum. GSU, I thought I, you knew. I'm the past Paul Mark <laughs> Dallas alumni, and I can tell you when Prairie View Grambling comes to Dallas Fort Worth, if you come down Martin King Jr. Boulevard for the past 24 years, we have tried to host one of the biggest, most meaningful tailgate parties to celebrate the State Fair Classic and also Grambling and Prairie View coming to the city. Why? Because it's service and social all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I try to block the street. I try to pack the boulevard and successful at doing so. So it's an exciting time when we do it, but it's more exciting because we've done some good work in community. Definitely. We've tried to make a difference with somebody. We're trying to give thousands and thousands of dollars in scholarship. And I dare say every organization has a goal to reach and, and they're meeting them because of people who are very engaged with our work, our effort, and they come to our social events. So when you're doing, when we're doing social events and fundraisers and you're giving back to us, thank you. You're helping us to help some young man or young lady go to college right. and defray the cost. Know that your, the community, your listeners, their value is just as meaningful as a member because we cannot do it without you. Right. But we have to do more. Your statement is, are we doing enough? I think we can never do enough because the challenges are always there. Right. But are we doing things? Absolutely. Oh, sure. Definitely. Absolutely. I know that we're doing things, you know. Um Although we're all about, you know, service and some of the uh, founding principles are the same. You know, we all do different things in the community. You know, I'm a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated and education is our top priority. Absolutely. And so it is important that, you know, we get out there and our educators in the, in the uh, realm of school and. Uh, also in the realm of what I do to bring um, understanding and information and positive information to light. You know, there's different lanes to this, you know, but this is an educational piece. You know, this is this, this out the box is a show to educate and enlighten and have you think, think out the box because oh. information mm-hmm. is always in the cracks and it it has been. It's been that way since Absolutely. the beginning. So if you want to know something, you have to go looking for it. It's not going to always be out there on the top surface for you to see. 
you know, one of the, if, and, and again, because you call it out of the box, let's give some out of the box shout outs. And again, I'm going to do my very best to again, try to, you know, kind of highlight what we know. You know, Alpha Kappa Alpha, thank you for the last couple of years of your HBCU initiatives, where you've given over a million dollars in a day to HBCUs. People know it, but a lot of people don't. There's a I mean, just an all call for everyone to donate to those causes and they donate those monies back to all of the HBCUs around the country. Alpha Phi Alpha, very active and engaged with Big Brother, Big Sister. Things that help us to have a meaningful presence and value. Kappa Alpha Psi, naturally, as I shared, our guide ride initiatives, our mentoring program is a priority for us, just as with Delta Sigma Theta and the Embody, because they do a project that touches both male and female students of all race, color, kind to do something meaningful for them. Zeta Phi Beta has a phenomenal program with the Storks Nest. They're, t- they're touching and impacting babies in every way, whether it is low birth weight and various other things. Phi Beta Sigma, always looking to do things in the education realm. They're doing mentoring, after-school programming across this country to touch and impact lives. Sigma Gamma Rho, the same. They were founded by educators, so they have a distinct focus on educational and ethical standards. Uh, um, Iota Phi Theta, again, I call them the youngest of the bunch, Mm -hmm. but they are definitely ones that push and promote everything that they can for community engagement and also the focus on what can be done to get our young people in and out of their schools, in and out of college. Every one of us have a role to play. I hope I covered everybody. Did I get everyone? Yes, yeah, you did. AKA Delta Sigma Theta, Zeta Phi Beta, Sigma Gamma Rho. Yeah, Kappa, Alphas. <laughs> no, I didn't. Iotas and Omegas. You missed one. Yes. No, no, I don't want to forget them because you know they're, they're, the, they're the young, they're the young boys on the. Uh, uh, on the, uh, on the 1911, we call him little brother <laughs> on the 1911. We're January to December 1911. But think of this: this is something people don't know. This organization, or Omega Sci-Fi, while people think about some gold boots and they think about some purple and some stomping and strolling, they were founded by one of the leading scientists in the world. Two of them. They were. They had an. They had alumni members and an undergraduate member of vision and thought. And again, they're 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 focused on education. And mind you, while a number of these organizations were founded at Howard University, Iota Phi Theta at uh, Morgan State, Kappa at Indiana University, Butler uh, Butler University helped to found uh, Sigma Gamma Rho, and Cornell founded Alpha Phi Alpha. Six of the nine. Were at Howard University. Mm-hmm. So their focus was at a black college. They knew that they had to struggle and they had to strike. But think of the ones in the Midwest like Alpha, Kappa, and also uh, Sigma Gamma Rho. They were on campuses where they weren't liked. They weren't respected. They persevered. Mm-hmm. They said, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to strive for greatness. And again, these are nine great organizations, nine phenomenal uh, people of just wonderful standards. And we're going to brag on each other, and we should. But again, our biggest focus and our biggest challenge is to be and maintain relevance in 2020. And it's a a challenge. Anyone that is on the call or is listening that has anything that they can offer up, take it to your chapter meetings. 
Take it to your organization's leadership. Share with not only the ideas that you have, but go in there with a solution to the problem, not a creation of the problem. We have enough of them. Right. We have enough people who uh, join the organization and pass along in, inappropriate information. We have individuals that go out there and uh, discredit the organization. I'll be, again, if it's it's a radio show. We had an organ- a member of Kappa who got into some trouble, and he was plastered big and prominent in the media mm-hmm. with his Kappa Alpha Sashwell. And you know the first thing we did? We all dropped our heads and said, really? he had to wear that that day? after you did what ultimately got you put in jail for the rest of your life. Yeah. Let's just peel back the layers. It's honest. Yeah, I, I saw that. I remember, you know, I seen the police and I was like, he got his shirt on, you know? Exactly. And and, and what you said a few minutes ago, uh, Ms. Brown, we have to take our organization seriously and promote it in the most positive light. How dare you? You should take it before you <laughs> before you put the cuffs on me and before folks start taking my mugshot. Can I flip this on? Right. Because you have to think about everyone. You have to think about all divine nine because it doesn't just impact one. We might have been the spotlighted most prominent ones in that situation, but it impacts us all. Because again, when we're out trying to secure and procure resources from organizations, companies, and foundations, most of them will honestly say, I'm not giving to you know, social clubs and organizations of that, you know, of that caliber. I'm right. not giving to sports groups and all. Why? Because we put a stain on our image. Right. And we have to remove that stain by pushing everyone to be great. Show again up at the at the town hall meetings, at the city council meeting, at the PTA. You don't have to have a kid to show up at the PTA. Just give a darn about your community. Right. And that's going to be our our, our rally cry for 2020 and beyond. You wanna you wanna change something? Start with you. And it's going to make our organization better because I love these organizations. I respect every leader. I respect the organizations that uh, are coming out of them because some others think that they can do something similar. I don't want to have that conversation about that other you just mentioned at the top of the show, but we will deal with that. That was all because of a PR stunt, Mm -hmm. my opinion. Okay. But it put us in a different light, hopefully in a positive but it also helped to promote some financial benefits for some others. Right. We should be getting that financial benefit. Our program should be getting that financial benefit. Those kids who need a scholarship, you should be writing a check because you're going to benefit from using, utilizing and using that opportunity, if I use that term. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I'm gonna give one last one. I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say this to everyone that is of a membership, affiliated and all the like. If you have gear, paraphernalia, or any items that you feel like you don't want to wear, discard, get rid of, do not just throw it away. Do not just put it in the Goodwill box. I'm sure that your organization has a process, a way or means for you to discard it appropriately. If you don't cut it up, mail it to your international headquarters. Let them archive it. It may be a unique print. It may be a unique shirt. Allow them to safeguard it so that people don't just discredit us by having the ability to wear something because they have a T-shirt that looks pretty and cool. We should maintain and preserve our records, our archives, our, our paraphernalia and gear in such a way that people respect it. But if they can just wear it because they got it at the thrift store for 15 cents, that means that's how much they think about our organizations. And we have to do a better job. Mail it to someone. Give it to a young person, but tell them why you're giving it to them and to never 
share it or give it to another person that is not a member. And then you have people that may pass away and then their family don't, they don't know what to do, you know, with the paraphernalia, with the t-shirts and with the things of that nature. So, you know, I look at it from an out the box perspective, you know, oh, yeah. not just, hey, you know, an actual member, but you may have family or, um, you know, that someone is deceased or they pass away and somebody's cleaning up and getting rid of everything. They may donate it to, you know, the goodwill. We don't have any control of what happens at that point. I hope I just gave them, you and I, using your wonderful radio show as a platform to tell them, have that conversation, put it in a note, put it in your will, put it in the records. Today, if I, if anything happens to me, this is what I need done with this, that, and the other. We need wills. We need documents that give direction post uh, when we decease, when we're post uh, decease, so that people know how to manage your affairs. Right. We have a we have a document recovery and we have an archive recovery system in in Kappa where you can mail it. We have a storage facility that allows us to manage that, and we're proud to do that. And I know that there are other organizations, all the other organizations have some system, but if you don't have a means or a method to give it to some member, give someone a direction. Do that today. Because that, again, that waters down the value when someone could just go to Goodwill and pick up a shirt mm-hmm. and they saw a pink and green shirt and it was pretty to them. But they don't know. Right. If you didn't attend college, if you were not connected to the college in some capacity to see the organization, we have to give you a little bit of a pass, but we cannot give you a pass to the point where we allow you to continue to do it. Mm-hmm. But... It's, it's, it's a charge of us. And that's, again, more importantly, that's staying connected with your organization. Go to the ch- organization's website. If you haven't been involved in a while, go check out the website. Read the programs. Read what's going on in the community, along with whatever social events are ha- happening so that you stay apprised of things. Uh, call up the organization's president on the local level. Ask them. I'm not involved because of this, that, the other, but I would like to know what's going on so that I can serve in whatever way I can. And again, that $5 you're going to take to do something else with, just put it in the mail, send it to them. I don't have a lot, but this is what I have. And I proudly give it. And in giving it, most people will respect the fact that your sincerity and your commitment was shown rather than just showing up when there's some chicken <laughs> some 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 beer. Right, right. Something else going on. Little party here, little party there, little tailgate. Showing up, asking for the free stuff. You know, people always say, Sarah's getting free, brothers get in free. Why? These organization programs cost. Right. And they require of you to not just come in and say, because I'm I'm the shirt wearer and I got a membership card, that I'm entitled to the benefit. Right. Contribute to the benefit. And you feel better about it. I'm not saying don't get the benefit. Just help the benefit to continue. Yeah. And, it, and, and in actual, all actuality, you have to be more of a giver than a receiver. <laughs> Very much so. That's, that's what's what being, that's, what, you know, that's what it's all about. You know, not being, not receiving, but giving. Now, there are things that should, you know, that we should be doing as far as building each other up while we're, you know, within, you know, that's the brotherhood and the sisterhood part. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to the organizations, it's about giving. 
It's about giving. I dare say that every became a member. Again, if you if you were an undergraduate, and you know, they, let's let's use the distinction, uh, Miss Brown, for a minute. The undergraduate member was young, mm-hmm. okay, eighteen to twenty two years old on a, on a, on an average, and. They wanted to fit, feel good, and belong on the college campus. They may be, they may have been a legacy. They may have had someone to tell them, "This is what you need to go to college." I mean, need to do while you're in college. And so they joined, but they were very green. I know that I was green as green could be, because there are some things that, as I retrospectively look back, I wish I had known then that I know now. Some things I would have done, even some awards and recognition that I would have pursued. That's me personally, mm-hmm. but. As an alumni member, sometimes because the organization got into some hazing, some negative, uh, violated a policy, and they were off the campus, oftentimes when they show up at those alumni chapter informational meetings to learn and try to seek membership, one of the first thing they do is they say, well, I, I'm not, I didn't get a chance to do it in undergrad because the chapter wasn't there, or I didn't get to do it because of this, that, or the other. And what's your primary focus? What do you want to do while you're, when you become a member? Well, I want to give back to the kids. I want to help with the youth. I want to give back. I love working with kids. And then when it's time to work with the kids, the number falls. Mm-hmm. They're not around. And the kids need us more than ever today. So quit using that as your statement of seeking membership when you're not actually going to do it. Right. Again, I'm on a soapbox because we hear it all the time. Right. The kids deserve you to tell them the truth and tell yourself the truth. Academic achievement, the reason we achieved academically, because our parents were in the schools. Our grandparents were showing up. We went to PTA meetings. They kept their foot on our neck. Right. And so we have to do the same, not just for our children, but for our children's children and the kids that they are spending time with. Right. The community, the village. Right. It's important. So, so when you're seeking membership, be honest about it. Look, we need people who raise money. We need people who can have a great party. We need people who are passionate about community service. We need people who can go out and get 250 turkeys. But we also need those who will help our kids. So whatever your passion is, articulate that. Don't say something with the bullet points that thinking, I'm just going to say what they think I need, that, that uh, they want to hear so I can get a yes vote. Right. That has hurt us. There are probably, if we count the number, Miss Brown and listeners, there are probably active, inactive, and seeking over 3 million, over 3 million people who members, active, inactive, and those seeking, and sometimes even more. There's a lot of people that have these Greek letter organization letters and membership numbers. I ask of those who are listening to get back involved if you're not. I thank those who are, who are carrying the torch and continue to do the work because there are some amazing leaders and members in the North Texas area. Our National Panhellenic Council chapters in the North Texas area lead that charge. Our local chapters are phenomenal because I work with them so I can brag on them. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, we know that they need the additional help, resources, funding, and support. If you have something to give, pick an organization and seek them out and help them. Find a way to give a resource to help them elevate their profile. And sometimes the letter will come. Don't look at the letter as a negative. So the letter is intended and our organization's uh, purposes should should align. You should wear those letters with pride. You should have a commitment to excellence. You should 
raise academic standards, have ethical and high scholastic achievement in mind, promote unity and friendship, address the concerns of our community, our young men, our young women, making them better, better men and women, and at the same time, promoting service. Those are the things that we, we were taught or exposed to doing, and so it should be our overarching theme and goal to continue those things. Uh, I, I share again that the most important part of my uh, interest is about service, but we can never get away from the fact that we are a social organization. All of them are social organizations, and we take pride in that social climate that we that we are part of. Membership has its privileges, and so when you are part of the membership, you should take pride in it, and we ask for members to do that. Give anything you have. If it's $5 or if it's five minutes, give that time, give that talent, and give that treasure to the greater good. And the organization will be better because of it. Definitely. You know, and I just want to piggyback on that. Um, Take pride in it and also respect it. And know even when you don't have the letters on, it's a part of you. Because it should be something that is a part of you, I would say, and it's not for everybody that it it happened that way, but for some, you know, it happened organically, naturally. You know, if you're a natural leader, natural um, gap bridger, naturally um, just about empowering and service and community. So it is a part of you. Um, You don't get your identity from it. And sometimes those type of things happen. People get an identity in it, but you still need to know who you are um, outside of it. But also remember that you're a part of this, you know, at all times. So how you conduct yourself, how you respect it and and how you reflect it is very important. Not that you can't be you, but you always have to you know, uh, recognize the fact that you're a part of something that's bigger than you. You know that old phrase we learned when we were kids, uh, grandparents and parents who told us when I was a child, I thought as a child, I spoke as a child, I even acted as a child. Mm-hmm. As adult men and women, professional men and women, men and women who are aligned with ethical higher standards, and I keep speaking to that, I'm no longer a child, so I cannot have childish ways, thoughts, and behaviors. Out of the box, out of the box audience, if you have to get your drink on, sometimes you got to do it in the in the comfort and the quietness of your home. Because if you can't handle your liquor, you shouldn't be out in public because it could affect your professional and your personal credibility. You could go to jail. Think about that. If you have a certain thing you like to do and it is something that would compromise your ability to continue to maintain a standard of excellence and a professional candor, consider that. It's not about grandstanding and being public with all of your displays. We have to maintain it. Put on some nicer clothes. Look the part of a professional. But at the right time, dress it down, make it look good, do what you do. There's a certain thing that people should align us uh, us with and should elevate us because we are supposed to be there. Right. College educated, professional, people of standards. And even when our organization founders were young and they were getting it right as they were figuring it out along the way, they held themselves to a certain level and standard that we take and we revere. 
Social media wasn't around in 1921. It wasn't around in 1908, 1904, and other. Right. So, so our 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 stuff didn't get polarized. Right. 2020, anything you do becomes record. It becomes polarized, and people are able to identify with it and make you out to be a mockery. Right. And we can't allow it to to get watered yeah. down, just like anything else, just like our our history. You know, as African Americans, the HBCU history. Anything, our history, just in general, um, get, allowing things to be watered down, and yeah. and and even when uh, back in the when we were marching, you know, for rights and civil rights and equality, they were dressed up. They were dressed up. Everybody wasn't in a fraternity or a sorority. They were dressed up because they wanted to be, you know, valued and and seen as. You know, their humanity was worth something. You know, it's interesting you say that. And again, I think it's a time to, not, you know, not just not just promote what I do in, in an organization, but this is an organization about, I mean, this is a call and it's a radio show that you ask for the topic to elevate all NPAC. I compliment the members of Alpha Phi Alpha who I think they, they really take the celebration of Martin Luther King Jr. and the, the weekend uh, to another level. Every time we're out at the MLK Day Parade, mm-hmm. they are dressed. They put on a suit and a tie and they're, working in, they're walking in those dress shoes. I'm sure in 2020, they don't <laughs> want to do it. <laughs> if they could right. be as dressed down with their tennis shoes and sweats on like I am, they would love to. But those who understand that the civil rights movement and Dr. Martin Luther King will forever be aligned, they respect that. And I'm not sure what their premise is. I just respect the fact that when I see them, they're dressed, they look great. And they they, they take that serious. So kudos to them on that. For sure. We got together. There was a there was a huge turnout for the MLK Day Parade this year. And and that's because people are people are taking that need to be aligned more serious every single day. Right. We have some great things going on. I'm proud to be a member. I'm proud to be a life member on all three levels. I am proud that I have been active financially and also programmatically uh, for 31 years. But I know that I have a lot more to do. I have members who are uh, 60-year members, 70-year members. Uh, I met a gentleman who was 78 years as a member of CAP and other organizations of the same. They make me and they make others say, we have a lot more to do because the, the turning point and the movement going forward is to have an amazing platform like your show to have talk sessions and engagement and interaction on our college campuses and a specific push toward HBCUs because we need to educate and inform our young people of color and those who attend. It doesn't matter what your color is. We don't care. Right. But we need to make sure they understand the importance and relevance before they put down any amount of money, before they go and ask anyone to write them a letter, understand why you're doing it. There's an amazing book that is written and you can find uh, information all over the country. But there's a book by a gentleman named, named Lawrence Ross. And he wrote a book called The Divine Nine. And it's the history of African-Americans and fraternities and sororities. Lawrence Ross, The Divine Nine is the book. You can find it in 
pretty much any bookstore. You can find it in the library. You can find it online. But it's a walkthrough. Now, it's a deep read. He, he has a lot of information there. But it is a well-read book. Uh, he came and did a presentation here at the college uh, about three or four years ago. Uh, but it gave some perspective on organizations and why they did what they did from a deeper level than we have time to do tonight. But yes, that's yes. a great read. Yes. I need to go get it. Although I know, <laughs> you know, a lot more than people that are not a part of the organizations would know. But it's it's deep. And and we're not, yes, social. Socially, you know, we're there as a, a social organization, but um, not just to, to have friends, you know, on on in, in this generation and this this level of of the world and, and how we're living now, the founding, you know, principles of it was, it was different. You know, the environment was different. The world was different and we needed each other. We still need each other, but we, needed, we needed each other. You know, they didn't want us to, to go to school. They wouldn't allow us to go to their schools. They didn't want us to read. They didn't want us to be educated. So it's deeper than what some of the surface things, the stereotypical things that people may think because they don't know and we're not showing enough of the the service and the education and the and the foundation, the true foundation of why we exist. Because sometimes we don't read our books. We don't read the history of, we don't understand the premises behind certain things. And uh, what what the impact is and will be based upon your actions and decisions. We just see a Greek show. We see uh, the social side. We hear a really about cool the negative party. stuff, you know. Yeah, and, and again, they, they that's equated like anything to, else in life. They equate it to right. They sometimes, you know, the neck. Just like there's a lot of negative things in. in projected on a lot of stuff you know from our law enforcement you know the justice system the government is you're gonna have those things you're gonna have people in there that's doing what they're supposed to do and then you're gonna have people in there that's that's crooked and rocking the boat yeah i mean you know we're not perfect organization we're not perfect people so none of this with statements of 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 any level are to discredit anyone that's active inactive got in because of certain motivation and discontinued it's a call to arms to say if you are a member be a member right. it's an encouragement because you represent what people like to discredit and and proclaim to be never good enough because our membership role should swell our active participation should be to the point where it's standing room only. We should be, it should be so many, <laughs> so many members of Kappa and Alpha and Omega in uh, town hall meetings and in city council meetings and all the like, right. that there are no chairs. We have to give up our chairs to the ladies. But when we're there, we have to say, we are supportive of our schools, but we demand certain things. We are supportive of our leaders in the city government, but we need you to be held accountable to doing it. That protects serves and improves our conditions and more importantly we need to tell our college administrators and leaders to make sure that our students are getting the most out of that experience so yes. don't go only when there's a probate show <laughs> or go only when there's a greek show right. or when there's a cool party 
because your student days are over. If you're coming up for those things, you might have the wrong reason for going. You right. need to go find out how to be an investment banker and go get millions and get retirement funding right and all of those things. Oh, yeah. We can also that, build together. Yeah, beyond that, we're in trouble. We should be making a bigger impact and doing more. We can always what, do more. What did Cardi B say? Don't make money moves. Right. We can buy some blocks. Yeah, we can buy some blocks. We just have to... <laughs> You know, it's interesting. You say we buy can buy blocks. up the block. We can buy up the block. Most Many of us of have a distrust about somebody who's got the money in their hands and got the money, got the bank account, the checkbook. Why? Because we haven't had it before. We haven't had it in abundance. So we're always questioning the person who's managing the money. Are they spending it right? Are they taking care of it? Where's my money going? Well, we got 15 cents. When our colleagues and our other peers uh, have millions. And so they don't miss that 15 cent. We miss it. Right. But we're holding somebody to a standard. Most disagreements in organizations of this kind or any organization isn't about the program. It's not about the social. It's about the money. Yeah. So if we find ways to invest grow it, mature it, leave legacy accounts, leave insurance plans that allow for you to leave a gift. If you don't have the money now, get a $1,000 insurance policy, get a $10,000 insurance policy and leave it when the Lord says your time is up on this planet. And then you can be bequeathed with a scholarship or something that says you cared enough to do something meaningful. Because again, don't worry about what you have now. Leave something behind for future generations. Oh, yeah, and definitely we can be out there educating the community as well. You know, you know we, we we have to be the example. Absolutely, because they look at us already as an organized group. So if we can't get it together. How are we gonna tell somebody else how to get it together? Yeah, we, we should be we, just, we should be the mm-hmm. example, and then we can educate and and also you know uh, help provide the the way and pave the way. You don't have yeah. to be in an organization to to learn certain things, but if we're all together, if you if we have the professors, if we have the uh, financial consultants, if we have the bankers, if the C, we have the CEOs, you know, we have the presidents of the bank, we have the real estate agents, we have the doctors, we have the lawyers, we have the principals, we have the teachers, we have the counselors, we have the psychiatrists, the You're judges, right. the doctors, the lawyers. So that's a challenge. For us yeah. to get it together, we, we have to you know. we have to trust him more than ever before. <laughs> yeah. So just like you know. just like Puffy challenged everybody when he did his uh, acceptance uh, speech for his uh, Grammy for the pre Grammy uh, Clive Davis show. Okay. He challenged. Yeah. Said we got 365 days to get it together. He said yeah, the recording you know, academy. Don't complain. When, if you early vote, it takes you two minutes, and the most, uh, the majority of that is basically getting your card and getting all the documentation verified. Go make sure now that that's in play. No complaint. If you don't like him, you don't like a situation, you don't like a person or a representative, a senator, a president. Allow them the time that they have served, and then rally people to go to the polls and vote. One day, twelve hours. You can make a difference. We've made a difference before, so we need we need to do it again. 
You know, we we just we we don't we don't ever have the time to sit back and just be let stuff go. We gotta we always have to work harder as African Americans. It's always gonna be harder for us. So we have to continue to build. And unfortunately, we're all split up in these different classes and backgrounds and organizations and situations and environments. But we have to figure out how to work together and bridge the gap. Because we could do I it think, and we could be successful. I think, I think your show that. helps to you know have some dialogue on that and provide some solutions. So I thank you for facilitating this type of conversation. You're welcome. And I thank you for being yeah. a guest and you know, giving us all that valuable knowledge and, and 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 wisdom and information and news that can be used. You know, we I'm, have to I'm work thankful. harder. I'm we thankful have to, for. We yeah, have I'm to thankful work for those hard. those. I'm thankful for those leaders who poured into me. The the gentlemen who uh, both members and other Greek affiliated, whether it be. Uh, Thomas Battles, the immediate past pro, pro market cap outside the current pro market, uh, Mr. Ruben Shelton, they give me a lot of insight and encouragement. James Mitchell, uh, Emerson Lattimore, uh, even some of the young men who are new to the organizations, they pour in. I have one of my greatest members of any organization, Mr. Willie Hinchin, who is a member of Omega Sci-Fi. He is one of the greatest men I've ever met on this planet. It doesn't matter about the organization. It matters about the relationship. Uh, my colleagues here at the campus are great people. Uh, and some of them are Greek letter affiliated. I'm proud to work with such diverse people and no diversity around this city and around this state. We get good things done. We just want to do more. Yes, indeed. And that's great. So we've got yeah. people and, you know, our, our organizations are to be respected, not just by the members, but even by those that don't understand. You know, we have to let them know this is, this is a good thing for us as a whole and as a community. Very much so. So I want to thank you once again for being a guest here on Out the Box. And anytime you want to come back, you know we can talk all day. <laughs> talk all day. I think we. I think. I think a. I think a next. You know, another conversation, a similar topic. What progress are we making? What, what accomplishments and what you know what thing can we brag on relative to our organization? You know, because again, I think people will say, well, hopefully they're going out and look, listen, and pay attention. But maybe we come back and take half of a show, or maybe a complete show, and get some individuals to brag on some of the good works. That sounds like a plan, and we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll follow up, and we'll have the good works and the examples to be able to provide. So you know, they'll know that we're not that we're not already out here doing things, but we'll have some good follow up on what we're what we're speaking about. I, I thank you for allowing me to uh, vent and share and <laughs> proclaim the good works. Uh, but I look forward to any future invitation you extend to me. You got it. So I'm going to thank you once again. Thank all the listeners out there for listening to Out the Box with Oatmeal Brown. That was my special guest, Maurice White, the Dean of Men, and he manages the corporate and external affairs at Paul Quinn in Dallas, Texas. And he's also a member of Kappa Alpha Psi. So until yo, next baby, yo. <laughs> hey, hey, Skiwi. <laughs> it's all good. 
Until next time, I'm out. Have a good one. Right.